Another Hockey East home and home coming up. The second to last series of the season. UMass versus Northeastern. UMass looking to get it right before the Hockey's playoffs start. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 82 of High Character, another Hockey East series rolling around the second to last one of the season. This time we're playing number 16 Northeastern. Haven't seen them yet this year, uh, so this will be their first meeting, and we're looking forward to it. My name is Cameron, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Evan. Evan, how you feeling, man? Well, it makes one of us looking forward to it. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I'm doing pretty well, but uh, this weekend it's... If, if we're being honest with ourselves here, it's going to be a tough one. You know, simple as that. I mean, Northeastern's good. And as we've talked about numerous times this season, we haven't been very good. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, one team's nasty, other team's not. I think we have a, at least a general idea of what may go down this weekend. So we can talk about it. We can, uh, you know, get some thoughts out there and, you know, kind of preview both of these teams. But uh, I have, you know, a decent idea on what might go down this weekend. Yeah, a lot of you probably feel similar to how Evan is but uh if there's one reason to get out at least uh on Saturday to go to the game or Friday night at UMass to go to the game a uh, senior night a lot of seniors to Ooh. celebrate this year so um if you are a supporter of the team you should definitely try to make it out there to support those seniors in their last game at Mullins uh as for Northeastern it's going to be pretty tough they're ranked number 16 their record is 5 10 and 5 in conference, it's 12, 5, and 3. So uh, very good in-conference record. Um, very poor out-of-conference record. And I guess for something to be positive about, UMass has won seven games in a row against Northeastern, which I hadn't realized it was that much until I looked into it. But um, that's pretty sizable. And that's a lot of good Northeastern teams, too. Um, obviously, the UMass team was much different in those, those last few years. But even last year, they got a 6 nothing win against the uh, famous Devin Levi. Um, that was the game where no fans were allowed at Matthews Arena. Um, another 3-2 to two win last year. Three wins the previous year, one of them in the Hockey East playoffs. Um, two the year before. And they were supposed to play in the 2020, 2020 Hockey East playoffs. That got canceled from COVID. So um, we were pretty optimistic getting to play Northeastern given these numbers. Uh, so good history. Um, not that it totally means all that much given the season that UMass is having since they haven't played each other this year, but, um, that is nice to see that trend over the last three, four seasons. Yeah, it definitely helps knowing that we have Levi's number because it seems like against every other team in hockey East, he basically has their numbers. So, I mean, it'll be, you know, if we can solve Devin Levi, that's going to give us a really, really solid chance, you know, to kind of make some stuff happen this weekend, but it's a tall task at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like. UMass, our scoring has been okay. You know what I mean? We've been putting up, you know, an okay amount of goals recently, but the the main culprit has been goals against. And as we have kind of noticed looking through the stats earlier on, you know, before we started recording this episode, Northeastern can score. You know, they have some some top-level guys at the top of their lineup, and they're going to get their goals one way or another. So as, as it's kind of been the story for the entire season for UMass, but we got to limit shots. We got to limit, you know, high scoring chance opportunities. And 
we haven't really done that up until this point. So if we can manage to do it against a really good Northeastern team, then we might be able to get something going, but I'm not feeling insanely optimistic. I'm hoping that because it's senior night, the boys are going to give it absolutely everything. You know what I mean? Like 150%. Who knows? We'll see. But on paper, it's going to be a tough outing. Yeah, it, it is looking like that. And like we said in the last episode, getting a home game for the Hockey East playoffs is pretty much out of the picture, given the, the team's record so far. UMass, 10-15-5 this year, 4-13-3 in conference. Um, I believe they're 10th place right now yep. in Hockey East. So that there's not really much to play for. Um, as we go through the last four games of the regular season, except for, I guess, getting some momentum. Um, it's going to be a tall task, like we said, against Northeastern. And uh, one thing I noticed about this team is uh, kind of regressing in in a lot of ways from the start of the year. UMass started really hot uh, just in one category, for example, the face-off dot. Uh, they started off the season pretty well. I mean, they've been an amazing face-off team the last four or five years. It's dipped all the way down to 50.3% right now. So close to um, dipping under that 50%, which is kind of unheard of for a UMass team. Just one of the many categories that we've seen regress this year, which is uh, definitely concerning. And it's led to that record that I just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the areas. I mean, again, just seeing, it seems like we've been letting up even more shots as the season's gone on. You know what I mean? Like there's just a lot of key areas that it just seems like we can't seem to tighten up enough. You know, I don't know if it's just, you know, I don't think it's a case of just like, oh, the season's lost, just give up. Like, clearly that's not the case. I mean, the team is still focusing on development just because we're, you know, the team as a whole is so young. You know, like, I think there was a couple of quotes that went out, at least that I saw on Twitter over the past couple of days. Michael Cameron's talked about how much he's improved over the season. Guys like Owen Murray, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's very, you know, just excited with, you know, the future of the team as a whole. Even Cole Brady, I think he got a little bit of a interview time, and he was saying that, you know, all the goalies have been kind of supporting each other throughout the whole season, so clearly the locker room's like, you know, really tight knit and really close to one another. So it's not like a case of, you know, just everybody's all down and, you know, every, you know, spirits are low, you know, clearly everybody's still kind of going towards a common goal, which is, you know, super important. I feel like at this point, we're just looking for some unity and togetherness and, you know, hopefully just an, an uplifting atmosphere to try and, you know, send off these seniors in a good way this weekend. Yeah. And, and we know from some of the conversations we've had with the players over the last few weeks that, um, it's definitely not getting to them too much. They know that they just got to string together a couple wins when it matters. So good to try to get hot as we approach the hockey's playoffs. Everybody gets to play in them. So try to make the most of your opportunity once you get there. Uh, yeah, like we said, it's going to be a tall task against Northeastern this weekend. I guess we'll start with their um, their stats, their scoring, because that is the thing that jumps off the page the most. We like to point out the leading point getter for each team. And for Northeastern, it's Aiden McDonough. The name might sound familiar to you guys. He has 35 points this season. That's 19 goals and 16 assists. And we've been doing previews all year for every team that we've played. And that's easily the highest that we've seen in terms of points per game. So uh, insane production out of McDonough. They also have Justin Ritzkavian, who has 31 points also. I'm assuming he's McDonough's line mate. So a uh, lot of top end offensive production out of this Northeastern team. Yeah. And they just have draft picks. Like you wouldn't believe, like I'm looking at their elite prospects page. I'm willing to bet that I'd say half of their team has been drafted, which granted doesn't mean anything in its own, you know, just because draft picks can, can bust or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's not a guarantee that you're going to be a nasty player, but I mean, 
Yeah. So, I mean, just being a draft pick, you know, it, it doesn't mean everything, you know, it's definitely a case of, you know, you're going to have a little bit of NHL pedigree about you, but it's all about kind of how you perform on the ice at the end of the day. So, I mean, Northeastern definitely has on paper a really, really solid looking team. I'm looking at that uh, Ritz Covian guy who's a sophomore right now and he's putting up 31 point. He's over a point per game as a sophomore and he's undrafted. So that, that just kind of proves my point. Even if you're drafted, it doesn't mean anything. You know, Bobby Trevino was undrafted. You know what I mean? So, I mean, talent can come from anywhere, but uh, yeah, right now they, they know how to score and that's, that's going to be pretty concerning for us uh, this weekend. I feel like. Yeah, and on the UMass side of things, leading the way, Scott Morrow, he has been for quite a while now. He's got 26 points. That's six goals and 20 assists. One thing I'm going to be looking out for in these two games this weekend, kind of rooting for either Connors or Michael Cameron or maybe both of them to get their 10th goal. Um, They've been trading them back and forth. They both lead the team. So um, kind of a fun little thing to watch there, if anything. Yeah, I mean, definitely. uh, It's kind of telling how the season's been going for both of the teams because we'll be happy if you know Michael Cameron or Kenny Connors gets goal number 10 Aiden McDonough's looking for goal number 20 so I mean <laughs> just kind of shows you you know where everybody's at right now but um yeah I mean obviously if we can get a couple of guys in the double digits that'd be huge you know I think especially because they're both freshmen I think you know it's kind of an arbitrary number at the end of the day but I think if you hit that double digit mark I feel like it's it's always a nice little pat on the back you know you it's definitely something to build up from so that'll be really cool if they can get it. Yeah, I think so too. Now uh, on to what a lot of people believe to be Northeastern's strong suit, their goalie, Devin Levi. Um, you've probably heard of him. We make fun of him all the time. He seems like a whack job on the ice with uh, how he acts in between uh, like play, like during stoppage of play. Take a look at him uh, he, when there's a TV timeout or something. It's He is a funny. Genuine psychopath out there, like just <laughs> on his knees, just like I don't know if it's like a praying type thing, but it's always the exact same, like five feet in front of the crease, just on both of his knees, just like staring straight ahead, unblinking. Like, get that guy some visine or something, bro. Like, his eyes must be so dry. Like, it's the scariest thing that I've ever seen. And some people love it. I personally hate it. Like, I don't know if he's purposely trying to like off put the other team and like get them scared of him or something like that and make them think that he's a robot. But like, he's, he's definitely getting that sort of reaction out of me, man. Like if he was on our team, I'd say, there we go. That's my robot. But like, if he's on the other team, I'm thinking, what is this psychopath doing? Like that's on some like making a murderer type stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like everybody's into all these like crime dramas nowadays, man, put, put Devin Levi out there. He's going to be like the next, the uh, was it Ted Bundy or whatever. <laughs> like the dude's insane. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's got the resume to back it up too. Um, he's won a Richter already, and he's a finalist again this year. Hockey East goalie of the year last year. Hockey's rookie of the year last year, even though he was a sophomore. I'm not really sure how that works, but uh, his numbers aren't quite as good as they've been. I mean, last year he had a uh, 950 save percentage. This year it's at 933, uh, 2.24 goals per game, and he started 29 games. So um not as good of a year as he had last year we talked about how UMass was able to get to him last season a couple times uh nine goals and against Northeastern in two games so um there's definitely a a way that UMass can do it um not fully fully on the Levi train at least not this year yeah I mean Levi's filthy simple as that you know what I mean like it's it's very very simple he's uh doing his thing I'm pretty sure I was looking when you said that he uh he won the Richter I 
for some reason was drawing a blank because I thought he there were, I remember there was a whole thing last year at the end of the year about him winning the Richter but I think it was Dryden McKay who won the or did he get the was it the McKay Hobie won Bay? the Hobie yeah that's yeah. that's what still got to me I'm like how can you be the best player overall, you know, in college hockey, mm -hmm. but you don't win the best goalie award for your mm -hmm. own position? Like, I don't know. There's still something fishy about that to me. Like, I'm not trying to defend, you know, Devin Levi here, but man should have won the Hobie. Like those numbers yeah. that he had last season were ridiculous. Bo like, Bobby should have won the Hobie. Yes. But, but I'm saying, I'm saying out of the three finalists that were chosen, yes, he should have got it. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that's a simple, come on. If we're, if we're talking about who should have won it out of the original, like, big shortlist or whatever, mm -hmm. it's Bobby Trevino by a million, a, a billion. What's, what's it like to the to the hundredth power? It's like a Google or whatever. Like, that, sure. that's what I'm – yeah, I forget what it's called. But that's, that's what I'm calling it right there. I mean, he deserved it bar none. But, yeah, case in point, tangent aside, as I always do, Levi is kind of the real deal. I mean, his stats have taken a bit of a hit this season, but it's kind of hard to follow up a damn near perfect save percentage and goals against average from last season. So, yeah. Dude's filthy. Guy was an Olympian too. Uh, yeah, and he, and he averaged under a goal per game in his Olympic run. So it's like, or no, that, I lied. That was World Juniors that he did that. But still insane stuff out of him regardless. I mean, he's just, he's going to be an NHL, you know, beast pretty soon. I'm hoping he gets there after the end of this season because I don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> I mean, granted, we have solved them for the most part, but depending on how this weekend goes, I'll, I might be changing that notion. But yeah. Yeah, right. We haven't haven't lost to him yet, but hopefully, I, I feel like it probably will be the time. Uh, hey, let's hey senior night. All right, senior night. Things can change. True. Stay positive, but also be a, a bit realistic. Yeah, he's positive. A, true. He's a, a Sabers draft pick, by the way. So yeah, seventh round. Talk about a freaking steal on that one. That's nuts. for real. On the uh, on the UMass side of things, the goalie situation is much less clear. We saw. Cole Brady start the last game against BC, which we didn't think we'd see again. Um, I gen genuinely feel like the door is wide open. Um, I honestly don't have a lean. I think 33% chance each of these guys gets a start. Um, their numbers in terms of save percentage aren't bad. Pav is 920, Brady's 913, Graham is 921. Um, their goals against average it's not great. That is solely due to how many shots the UMass defense gives up. But I don't know. Do you have do you have a lean on who we might see in net? I genuinely don't have any at all. I mean, I don't know if Brady lost the job. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm just thinking it as the last time we saw Luke Pavisic in net, he gave up five goals in a period. You know what I mean? Like Graham, he. If, if logic is dictating this, he had one period and then Carvey didn't like it enough and said, all right, we'll throw in Grant or we'll throw in Brady, see what he, see what he does. And clearly Carvey liked what he saw out of Brady enough to give him the start in the second game. And he played the whole game. It's not like he got yanked. It's not like there was any sort of, you know, he let him what three goals. That's granted, not amazing, but when you don't really have much of a sample size on, on Graham recently and Pav was disastrous the last time he came out. I feel like Brady wasn't disastrous enough to say, Hey, you're not getting the start again. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Like simple as that, but it just seems like Brady did enough and you know, it's not like he was really going to steal the game for you, but it's not like a Pavisic type situation where it's either, you know, I think 
maybe you give it to Pav just because he could steal you the game. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of need to, we need some stolen games at this point. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if we lose by five or we lose by one. We're just looking to win at this point. So I don't know. I, I think it's 50, 50 between Pav and Brady. I don't think you give it to Graham at this point, mm-hmm. but that's just me. I'm hey, leading Brady for the record. We've been surprised in the last couple of weeks. So who knows really? <laughs> you got that right. And, uh, you got to remember Brady's last start against BC. Uh, he gave up one goal at the very end that wasn't really on him at all. It kind of just trickled in over his head um, and then gave up the other two goals in the third, which was another classic uh, UMass deciding UMass to play blundered. defense in the yeah. third. So, um, yeah, I, I thought he played pretty well on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so on to our keys to the game. Um I don't, I don't think my key is a good one. Um, the only thing I can really think of is Northeastern is trying to lock up um, multiple things, including a Hockey East regular season championship, as well as uh, placement in the national tournament. Right now, they're 14th in pairwise. Uh, so I, I think they're going to be pretty hungry. And I'm frankly quite scared of, of what they can do with their offensive production and the, the numbers that we give up in terms of shots yeah I mean kind of leads into into my point it's just keep it close boys you know what I mean like I think with the way that we've played against Levi recently granted this is a completely different team we can't always point to that but you know like you were saying Northeastern's going to be hungry they have a reason to play it's our senior night you know what I mean or one of the games will be our senior night we have all the reason in the world to put our best foot forward and really, really give the guys who have worked hard this season. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a doubt of not working hard. I think it's just things just haven't gone our way. So we need to, you know, put our best foot forward and keep the game close. You know what I mean? I'm sick of these, you know, seven, three, whatever. Like a lot of our games recently have been fairly close for better or for worse. You know what I mean? Like games against Providence, you know, that was a three, two, it was a close game that we managed to win. I think we could have another, another game like that, you know, where, the game's close going into the third and we somehow don't collapse in the third and we end up actually winning it in the third period, that'd be a huge step forward. You know, granted the following two games after that were the Vermont series where we kept the game close for no reason whatsoever. You know, the game was pretty much a runaway at that point. And mm-hmm. then the game ended up being close. So at this point, I'm just hoping for a close game in either direction. You know what I mean? I don't want us to choke it away, obviously, but as long as we can stay neck and neck with them, you know, through the course of 60 minutes, I think, you know, that's where the momentum comes from. And I think if we can squeak by with one win, I'll be happy as hell. You know what I mean? Simple as that. I'm hoping it's on senior night. I just want one more win in the Mullen Center for, for this season, just to send us off the right way. Yeah, I hope so too. It's uh, most likely going to be the last game at Mullen Center this season. So uh, and it's senior night. So we hope to see all you guys out there. Evan and I will be at both games because we're absolute sickos. Um, And then we'll have an arena review of Matthews arena coming up midweek next week. So a lot of content still, Uh, if you're still listening, thank you so much. I'm I'm honestly surprised with the, the podcast view numbers, considering how the season's going, you guys are still um, supporting us. And I, we really appreciate that. It means a lot to us and makes us want to keep going with this. So um, if you're one of those few, I mean, you're hearing this now. So thank you so much. Uh, go UMass. Hope to see you guys out at Mullins this weekend. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. You guys are killing it out there. We are literally the definition of insanity for keeping the podcast going and going to Mullins every weekend. But 
Thank you guys.